Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24 7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio.
uh, name by name and as a group. We thank God for your uh, input on today. Even before I get it, I'm already, uh, I've already sampled uh, what this show is going to be about today, and it is delicious, delicious, and delicious. The buffet is on point today. God is in the healing business, and he sent Dr. Tracy Jones to the buffet. And I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, Dr. Tracy Davis to the show today. Good, good afternoon, Dr. Tracy. Dr. Tracy, are you there? She's somewhere in the in the in the. She'll, she'll catch up. Doctor Doctor Tammy Jones, would you just greet the people on today? Good afternoon, everyone. It is a privilege <laughs> and an honor to be in the midst of the Amen. I tell you, I'm anticipating the move of God. Uh, at the buffet on today, Sister Tammy, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, uh, Doctor Doctor John John Junior, are you here today? Yes, ma'am. Here today. Happy to be here. God bless. Amen. Amen. Sister Tracy just texted me. She said she's here. Uh, Pastor Chris on six two three six six two three six. That that would be Doctor Tracy. Uh, amen. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm here. Hey. Hey, doctor, that's what I feel like today on, on, on today's treats. I feel like I'm just so excited um, that, that we're here today and that the people of God are going to be blessed and helped on today. I feel like we're, we're going to do some surgery on today. Yes, yes, we're going to do some mm-hmm. surgery. I'm just excited. Uh, uh, Dr. Little, are you there? I don't think you got on today. Okay. Well, last but certainly not least, Dr. Roberta Jones. That's that's it. That's that's our, our our head physician. Would you greet the people, Sister Roberta? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> there you go. This is, this is senior doctor that's, that's in retirement coming up. <laughs> yeah, we have those senior moments, and ain't nothing wrong with them. If people keep having birthday, they'll have a few of them for themselves. Amen. <laughs> So since Tracy is um, responsible for our subject matter on today, I just want to um, just share with the panel that a lot of what we're going to discuss today, I have been in the midst of this week. I've been in the midst of it this week. And um, I know firsthand uh, the subject matter uh, for myself that it is very difficult to watch people go through, especially when they're going through something that's unnecessary that there's a really easy quick fix for it's called turn to God and let go of the thing that's holding you attached to the problem and look at the problem solver and if we continue to concentrate and and put our full attention on the issue uh, 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 and seeing how big they are how 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 much um, they're hurting us and we never turn to look to God as the author and finish of our faith We'll, we'll continue to struggle, needless pains, because we don't pray about things and we don't give them to God and we don't know how to trust God. So, Tracy, I'm going to ask you to share um, uh, the message on, on today. I, I keep getting it wrong, but I want you to get it right. Would you share with the audience what we're talking about today? It's so hard when someone you love is hurting and there's nothing you can do about it but pray and trust God. Even hearing you say that, I'm medicated. Even hearing you just say it, sis, I'm medicated by it. 
I just I just thank God for the for the anointing that's on your life, Sister Tracy. Uh, I'm helped already, but help me some more. Would you like to expound upon that that statement, Sister Tracy? Well, I actually posted this message um, not too long ago during the time when people who were uh, very close to me were going through something that I couldn't fix. Hmm. Um, for those who know me, I'm the type of person that likes to empower, likes to encourage, likes to help. Mm-hmm. And when you come to me uh, with something, of course, I want to pray about it, but I want to help you. In the end, I want to see mm-hmm. you win. Mm-hmm. And when people come to you and even if they don't come to you and it's just something you see like your children Mm -hmm. going through different things it's something that you see you know they're hurting and yet you don't have uh the aid or the ointment to help them and all you can do is turn to the source which is god but Mm -hmm. the thing about turning to god is once you go there you got to trust him to do it and then you got to wait on it so Mm -hmm. that's where it came from um, seeing people hurting and nothing you can do but pray and trust God. Amen. And Sister Tracy, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of hurting people uh, in these present times. I mean, it's like now when when I get a phone call, I, I had a phone a text message from a person that don't really uh, correspond with me a lot th- this morning. And as soon as I seen it, my first mindset was, "What's wrong?" And and you 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 almost hate to hear the phone ring now. Because most of the time, or a lot of the time, is bad news of some kind of some kind of degree. I had a call on on yesterday. Um, young woman um, has young children, and and the the one of her children uh, is now sleeping with his light on. Very courageous, a little boy, but now he's sleeping with his light on. And when she asked him why, he said, um, "There's a there's a, a image in his room, or we're gonna say there's a spirit in his room." And he said, it, "It's black." And I'm scared, so I keep the light on. And then uh, this mother went on to tell me that she's even, oh, Lord, forgive me. I just thought about something, Sister Teresa, before I finish this story. There's another guest on this show. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Dr. Tiana Mayo, how you doing, baby? Oh, Tiana? Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good uh, morning. Mama, please I'm forgive here. me. I'm I'm so I'm okay, sorry. I figured you'd come okay. around the guest, and I'd say something if I needed to. <laughs> okay, baby. Yeah, and anyway, she, she, this young, this young woman says, says to me, panel. She says this spirit came in her room and lodged itself in her inner thigh. And 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 so you have these types of things, and 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 people are going through. And then I had an 80 year old woman call me to for me to counsel her. Her 83-year-old husband wants to fight, physically fight, fist fight. And you think to yourself, when you get eight in your 80-ish life, you should be trying to make sure you know where your teeth are, what jaw you done put them in. You should be trying to make sure that when you bite down on your apple, your dentures don't come out. And instead of this, this woman having to concern herself with these types of things that, you know, 80-ish people have to deal with, She's got to deal with a, a husband that wants to fight. So, Sister Tracy, if you had to advise these two scenarios that I'm speaking on, what would you say? 
Well, as far as the uh, young man uh, sleeping with the light on, you you called it. It's a spirit. And Mm -hmm. um, that's where wisdom comes in. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, he's just, you know, he's just scared. Boy, you're too old to sleep with that light on, that type of thing. But when Mm -hmm. you know God and you know how to identify certain things, um, you call it what it is, and it's a spirit. So to that young woman, I would definitely tell her to get around some strength, some spiritual power, Mm -hmm. Uh, people Mm -hmm. that know how to call uh, the spirit out, people who know how to ward against the enemy, um, and get in there and pray through her home. Um, As far as um, the elderly gentleman, um, this is signs of dementia. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's usually early onset signs of dementia. And uh, to her, I would say get some help. Um, I work in the um, with the elderly in healthcare, and it just so happens I'm the coordinator for nursing home placement. And all too often, we get the wives who have somehow vowed, "I will never put them in a nursing home. I got to take care of them. I got to do this." And as a caregiver, you begin to do more and more and more. And you beat yourself down. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of those cases the caregiver ends up dying before the person that you were caring for. So when it gets to a point where you can't handle it anymore, you definitely need to seek assistance. Hey man, um, a lot of times so it can be it can be handled via um medication management. And sometimes they need to be in a locked environment. And I mean it's harsh and as hard as that sounds, sometimes it's necessary. Okay. I really, really, um, (laughs) I really appreciate uh, your input. I wanted to make known to our panel today we're on um, we're on Facebook Live, so Pastor Chris will be letting us know if we have any um, uh, questions from Facebook Live uh, today as well. Also, he he made mention to me that he didn't get his introduction on today, so we will we will proceed to give Dr. Chris a hello. And how are you doing? And would you like to greet the people, Dr. Chris Newton? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was only joking around, but yeah, uh-huh. thank See, you I put so you on much. Blast, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was only joking thank around. Uh, thank you so but, much but for I'm the excited. exposure on Facebook Live today, Pastor Chris. Uh, yes, ma'am. God is doing a lot of things at TPV Radio. We're finally getting hip. Just saying, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we're on Facebook Live, so if anyone has any comments, feel free to leave your comments on Facebook Live, or you just want to watch the broadcast, just go to Facebook at TPV Radio, and you will see the stream live, and you can also, of course, do what you've been doing, and we will be able to assist you. So, back to you. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Tiana, I know... I know from experience that, um, and I know because I know some things, uh, that you have somewhat of the same uh, situation that uh, Sister Tracy has described to us on today. And I know that you're the type of um, a person who takes to heart pain of others. And you and I, just like Sister Tracy, we like to try and help. How are you dealing with uh, watching some people that you love uh, go through uh, painful situations, Tiana. Please share. Um, 
Well, unbeknownst to you, I'm going to be real transparent as far as this this show today. When you sent me the message about being on the show, I honestly um, fought with myself about that. And then I didn't look at the message, but I was going through all week. And all week I have been watching people I love hurt. Mm. And I could not help at all. And then last night after I just kept getting bombarded with people I love hurting and not being able to do nothing, I said, oh, Lord, my mama's show tomorrow. Let me see what it's about. And I looked at that message and I said, wow, that's not funny to me at all. Like, <laughs> seriously? So um, this week has been a prime example of me watching loved ones, friends, and family hurt. And, of course, with me being all the way in Texas, there's only but so much I can do. And so mm-hmm. I I do tend to hold my family on my shoulders. And even when they don't realize it, I'm holding the weight of their pain on my shoulders. And this week it was overwhelming because it was just so much, even things that you know and don't know, it was so much Mm -hmm. weight. And so then Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was dragging. And then all I could do was just pray and, like, turn my music on and try to, you know, listen when I could listen but, again, you also know that I'm no nonsense. So if you call me and you, you want to talk to me, you got to be prepared to hear the truth, mm-hmm. even if it don't sound good to you. And so that's what this week has been like for me. It's been me doing a lot of praying, doing, being real quiet, and just um, knowing that I'm too far away to, to physically show up and do something. So this was my best outlet. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know, uh, Tiana, and to our panel, that sometimes God set us up just like that. He puts us in a faraway place where we can't physically get to a place to take us, to drive us to a, to a position where we uh, seek him for the answer because we cannot do what we normally do. Sister Roberta, we have people on the panel, and you may, you may very well be one of those people, but because we, we rely on you, we draw strength from you, could you strengthen our panel today? Because like Tiana says, all week she's been going through, but she's not the only one that has been going through all week because of the assignment that God has given us. And we, we're looking to you. Could you strengthen the panel today on what we should, what position should we have as people who are taking on but don't want to become overwhelmed ourselves? Yeah. <clears throat> one of the things that <clears throat> Jesus told us to do is to cast our cares and burdens up on him. And one mm-hmm. of the ways that, that I learned to cast is to throw. It means to throw. And the, 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 the way you throw it is that you can't do anything about it. First of all, you acknowledge the fact that I can't do. The only thing you can do is give it to God. And the mm-hmm. cast means that one of the things I learned that <clears throat> sometimes you just have to sit down and write these cares down. Just write them on a piece of paper. And take that piece of paper, ball it up. And cast it on, on on Jesus, throw it to release yourself of it. Because if you don't, it will weigh you down. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can be lifted up is by doing what God what God say, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing, and that's the way you you cast your cares. You know, you see them hurting, you're, they're going through, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. But you go to the one that can do something about him. And you realize you have to let him know that you're hurting. But this hurting mm-hmm. me. And I can't do anything about it. 
And you have to let him know how you feel. One of the things with God is being transparent because he already knows. Or we can do what <clears throat> what Adam did and hide ourselves. Mm. When we hide ourselves, we, we can't get any help. You know, because so often when we're, when we're going through, our, our, our family members going through, that's a form of, of pride comes. We don't want anybody to know that we're going through certain things. Right. And that's a form of pride. You know, but... Pride comes before a, a, a fall or destruction. It's not for you mm-hmm. to be pride. It's for you to be transparent and open because you don't know who prayer is going to get through. Right. So that's what, right. you know, we have to do. And we're, we are a community. We are a family. And I learned this in, in going through. I'm not concerned about you talking about me. My, bird, my, my my concern is that if I tell you that you become responsible and accountable to pray for me, mm-hmm. when you don't, it's on you. It's on you. So we have to let go and throw it. Wow. And you know that, that becomes difficult for us. I'm, I'm sorry, were you done or you went out? Uh, yes, you, you know, with pride. Okay. Yeah, because that becomes hard, Roberta, because we get used mm-hmm. to handling things and then then when the things become overwhelming for us now we're at a loss well we realize we can't handle it mm-hmm. first of all mm-hmm. so you have to realize that you can't i can't i can't fix this and once we realize we can't fix it then you know i mean if my my car is broken i'm not going to take it to, to 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 a repair shop that does refrigerators <laughs> that's right I'm going to take it to a car dealer. And sometimes it means that you need to go to somebody and talk to them that are going through or has gone through that mm-hmm. to help you, That's to give good. you some confidence, to give, just to help you. And, and the most important thing in that is that we ask God who to go to and not just yes. pick people because I, I like them. Because they, you, mm-hmm. I can like you, but you may not be the one that has the answer for me. And that has happened to me as well. God has sent people to me for me to counsel them on situations that I was in in the midst of myself. And I said, God, you really do have a sense of humor. <laughs> that's that's so, how he does that. Actually, he that's how he does it. So if you focus on his stuff, he'll take care of yours, right? Exactly. And he takes us through things. He takes us through things so that we can help others. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Brother John. And uh, share share with uh, the panel uh, means of being being able to be supportive without being overwhelmed as, as well. Amen. Um, we have to remember for then that trials and tribulations come. Um, Jesus suffered. That means we're going to suffer as well. But we also got to remember for with the word for consider the servants of this present time and not worth comparing with the glory. That's going to be revealed in us. I mean, mm-hmm. as God is teaching things, He's also preparing and strengthening us. And as um, Minister Roberto was saying, for then you know we go through and are comforted, then God allows us to comfort others with the same comfort that He showed us. Mm-hmm. So the things we're going through, it has a purpose, and we just got to trust God in that purpose. That's true. You know, Sister Tammy, a lot of us, a lot of people like to drink wine. And I had the privilege one, one time when I had, was bringing forth a message 
to kind of look closer at wine. And there is a process. You don't just go to the store and see a pretty bottle of wine and buy it and get home and put it in your glass and it tastes really good because somebody just threw some grapes in the bottle and shook them up. There is a process that that, that wine goes through. And there's a pressing and there's a squeezing and there's a, a letting sit and age and all of those types of things that go into it. Um, and and so we all want the end result, Sister Tammy, but we don't really want that process that get us there. Help us today, uh, Sister Tammy, how we can benefit from the process of being uh, pressed and uh, put in a strain. Well, the process sometimes, you know, being that I've heard a lot of the panel comment on, we want to fix it. We have to, mm-hmm. go, you know, we cannot fix it. You understand? So there are ways, even being long distance, a message, a note, sending little um, cards. And sometimes that helps in ways that people don't realize. And it's less strain on me because, you know, I, I sent you a message to let you know I'm just thinking about you. And technology mm-hmm. is so awesome now because we have Zoom, we have video chat, we have FaceTime. We have mm-hmm. so many other avenues to let that person see us or try that we're helping, but it's not in the way that they want it, but in a sense it is. Because sometimes when they realize, look, that's the process you carried with me. And it meant so much to receive that message. Amen. You know, you back sometimes and see, you know, even people that have gone on to be with the Lord type deal, you know, they, they left a message or a voicemail and some of the people still hold dear to that because it helped them during that time but didn't tear you down while in that process. Pastor uh, Chris, I know you, you're busy, you got a lot going on today, but can you, can you um, agree with me that there are times when um, people expect us to do something physical when God is saying, be still and see the salvation of that person uh, come to pass. Our job is not to put our hands in it as much as to put our mouth on it in prayer. Can you agree with that? See, we're we're taught to try to put the fire out. And mm. a lot of times we do that and we make the fire worse now okay. what we should do as believers yes we pray and all that that's great but we're talking about transparency and a lot of leaders don't know how to do that they don't know how to put the man or the woman and the title in two separate arenas because sometimes when you're dealing with someone that doesn't have that faith you can't preach to them they're not going to listen or hear what you got to say especially if they're in pain been there Mm. done that so when you're in this pain you're only want you only want to hear what's going to chip away at it see we're not given strategies or tools to give people so our first natural response is to try to put out the fire But in all seriousness, when it comes to someone that's in the faith going through pain, sometimes that pressing is where their deliverance is. See, God is a relational God. And 
when we draw closer to him, we're able to squeeze out all that nonsense that's in our life, our, our, what we grew up listening to, um, the doctrines we've learned, all the stuff that – all the churchy stuff. See, what God mm-hmm. does is squeeze out the law and bring you life. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. He squeezes out the law and brings in the life. What are you Hallelujah. talking about? Again, it's relational. You will only understand the life if you have relationship with God. Everything that we go through, panel, and, and Sister Lorraine and Sister, and Sister Roberta, it's relational. We have to understand that as we draw closer to God, as you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. Now, let's practice that in the practical. Well, in the practical, if you guide your individual to draw nigh to Christ by giving them tools, what tools are you talking about? Glad you asked. Well, the tools is sometimes we can use our transparency to help guide someone through their process. Now, it's up to them to make the choice whether they want to get through it or not. That's the, that's the part that hinders all of us. We have to choose to want to go through the press. We have to choose to go through the relationship. We have to choose in order for us to get closer to God. We have to choose it. Why do you have to choose it? Well, that's just part of it. We lost that, that get-out-of-jail-free card way back in Genesis when Adam and Eve broke the relationship. So now we have, we have this thing called thought, this thing called a mind of your own. And a lot of us make the wrong decisions along the way, and that's great because I got a whole bunch of goodies of all the nonsense I put God through, but I know that I can be transparent enough and not act like I'm so holy and so anointed of God that I can't put my mantle down and be Chris. See, that's the problem. We can't get past the pain, uh, everyone, because we are so caught up in the title. We're, we're so caught up in how, what what pastor going to think if I put this perspective in this person's life. See, this is what people want to hear from the from the voice of God, from the people of God. In this season, transparency is key. I don't care what mm-hmm. they tell you. Oh, you don't mm-hmm. need to put all your business out in the street. Well, they're going to find out anyway. Just saying. So you might as well put it out there. Just saying. Because you know how we do. Oh, mm-hmm. oh now oh, Sister Lorraine and Sister, uh, Sister Roberta and Sister Nisi, they, they think they all that. And all this stuff, but I remember when they was dropping it like it mm-hmm. hot at the church. So now they're going to tell me about some Jesus? Yeah. See, if you put it out there and you already know where you came from and you can walk in boldness of where God pressed you and broke you to the point he led you to him, none of that will be a factor for you. It'll be easy for you to guide someone past their pain because you could be real with yours. But anyway, I didn't mean to preach, but I just wanted to put that out there. The only way we going to get past stuff is by looking in the mirror, go through our press, go to our 
threshing floor, separate the wheat from the tares of our own mm-hmm. life, seek God in relationship, not in religion, and be a powerhouse in the kingdom of God. I'm going to be quiet because the band about to run me over. So, Sister Lorraine, <laughs> back to you. Well, Pastor Chris, Sister Roberta... Roberta made a statement this week and it burnt my finger. And I think I think everyone on the panel needs to be burned on today. So Sister Roberta, open your mouth and share with them the statement that you shared with me about uh, if if you if the person treated you, oh you know where I'm going. Share that with you please. Oh the statement is as a couple, as we're talking about a couple or relationship, mm-hmm. if the person mm-hmm. treated you the way you treated them, would you still be together? Wow. Sister Tracy, go with that. Woo. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, Lord. <laughs> Let us say it again, Tracy. Let us say it again, because that thing hot right there. Go on, Roberta. Say it one more time. <laughs> For the people in the back. <laughs> if the person treated you the way you treated them, would you still be together? Wow. I've had it, Sister Tracy. Good God. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Whether that's um, marriage, friendship, whatever, mm-hmm. that's huge. And yes, it is. That's something that you have to insert yourself in and say, can I receive what I put out? Oh, Lord. And if you can't, (laughs) if you can't, you need a spiritual checkup because you're out of line, totally out of line. That just, Lord, my braids just came unraveled. That, that's, <laughs> Girl. That, that's a showstopper there. Yes, ma'am. That's a showstopper. Um, and in most relationships, whether it's friendship, marriage, um, children and parents, the answer mm-hmm. would be no. Right. No. Right. You wouldn't put up with what they uh, did with you, did to you in the natural. Mm-hmm. In the natural, um, in the spiritual, <laughs> uh, you have to. Fight. Oh my God! Show no fight and and, and yes, stay there and say, okay, I got to find some love, a glimpse of light somewhere in this. There's got to be something. If God put me here, there's got to be some light in there. Um, but that's a hard task. That, it is. That, that's it very is. hard. Mm-hmm. That's an attitude adjustment. Remember that old that. commercial. Girl, that's an attitude adjustment right there. Yeah, I needed a tune-up after she told me that. Sometimes I can't even talk to your mama no more. No. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't, I ain't, I'm ain't. I'm screening your calls because cause she do hard stuff. She got some more of that stuff in her tree. I'm going to let her bring it mm-hmm. out. Good Lord, we, mm-hmm. we need a chaser behind that one. Tiana, mm-hmm. if, if, if that, if, 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 what would you do? Where would you be if the, if, the person treated you like you treated them. This before all the rosy. This before all the pretty. This the ugly stuff. Tell me, boo, oh, where okay. would you be? <laughs> I'd be alone by myself and probably in a box. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't in the night. I wasn't nothing nice. 
it took a whole lot of work for Tiana to get to a point where she could live in the space with a family and not mm. be, um, well, not fight, because, you know, I'm a fighter. I don't know. I mm. might have got that from my mama or something, but I'm a fighter. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I fight and not I'm a minister, baby. Talk a minister. I mean, I, this, this is true, though. It's for me to hear something about myself and not instantly just respond out of how I felt instead of hearing the heart of the person who was talking to me because I'm in a house full of people who love me. So they should mm. be able to address me without me instantly taking offense. But it took some work for me to be able to hear my flaws coming from the, my loved ones in a loving way and respond in love. And even mm. to this day, I still have to take a step back. And I'm very transparent with my family. Hey, um, that, that hurt to hear, so I'm going to need a minute to process that one. And I'll get back mm. with you. And then I, I come around back to it. You know what? You were right. And that is something mm. that I need to work on. And, and having that open dialogue because you you in the house with people who you care about and who care about you. And as long as those factors are present, y'all have to be able to communicate. So it, it, in the beginning years, though, um, I think that I gave my husband a very hard time because, like, like I said last week, I'm, I'm tough. And I've always been tough. I was raised in a house full of boys. So it was nothing for me to fire back if I was hurt about something or if I didn't like something. And now I have to learn to humble myself and to hear the heart of the man that's speaking, not only the words that sing, even if, you know, they're being said in love. And so I would say that um, without the work that has happened, and there has been a lot of work over the last 15 years to get to this point, but without the work, we would have been divorced. A long hmm. time ago. Brother John, thank you, Tiana. Brother John, if you were getting back what you gave out, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Could you could you could you take it, sir? Um Yes, ma'am, yes ma'am, I can take it. Um but this is a loaded loaded um statement and when you think well, thank about you it, ain't you for it, honey. Thank you, Auntie. Because, because, like I said, by nature, you want to be, you know, nice and 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 loving and caring. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in life, different situations may come into a certain way, mm-hmm. and it may have you respond in ways that's not the norm. Like it's pretty much said like that. Um, example for is being prior military, being retired military, and you you coming from I come from a family that shows love, caring, that's giving, and then you meet people from all walks all over the world, and sometimes they can come in an aggressive manner. Now, with that, okay, sometimes they can turn you, or you gonna come back with the same energy that's directed towards you. So that's something that had to be be learned. Uh, had, I had to learn more how to channel, you know, with the military. Boys and they don't take everything for you know saying face value. Um, but across the board, um, I try to treat everybody pretty much the same. You know, saying it just that's my, one of my pet peeves and the things I kind of walk by. I don't like lights on, lights off mentality. You mean you act one way today and another way tomorrow? That's mm-hmm. this, that doesn't well with me. So I try to keep that one direction that way. When people see me, no matter where they see me at, they know that I'm still the same. 
Amen. Amen. Well, Brother John, I'm proud of you and, and, and the rest of the panel that, that could um, could take what they gave out. Uh, I flunked. I, I flunked that test. Uh, I know it surprises all of y'all that I flunked it, but I did. I got a, I got a double F on that. My husband used to always tell me, yes, I flunked. <laughs> He said, "You cannot take what you give out," and I thought he was—I thought he had rode the short bus and that he didn't know what he was talking about. But life happened to me, and I found out that a fraction of what I was giving out caused me to flee, flee the scene. I, I wanted to—I wanted to end the relationship. I didn't want no parts of it because you doing this to me, you hurt me like this, and what God had to reveal to me. What I was wanting to divorce him for, I had done double. So I could not take what I had given out. And it, I'm, only, I'm only where I am today because the grace of God embraced me and caused me to stand when I wanted to fall out and have a temper and a tantrum. And God held me together. He put people in my life that shot truth to me. And truth is, is, is like medicine. And it has healing properties. When we got people that's lying and trying to comfort us with all this old fake stuff, you ain't doing nothing but putting disease in your body. When you got a joker that'll be flat foot and tell you an ace is an ace and a spade is a spade and a pound is a pound, you got yourself a good doctor. And I, I encourage you to stay with him. And if, you, if he give you too much medicine, go over there and sleep it off and come back. Because truth is what's going to make us free in this world, not lies. You know, Tammy, you throw my marriage in the trash can last week going to you. And we're going to deal with this. You threw my marriage in the trash can last week. And I want you to know I went in that dumpster and got my marriage. And I'm going to work on it because what you spoke last week was true. It was true. We have not, as married men and women, given single people a good example of what marriage is supposed to look like. And I thank you for transparency, and I thank you for truth. So going back to, and that, that's a sidebar, that's a rabbit trail. Now, going back to what we're talking about, Tammy, if you was getting back what you gave out, what would be your position on today? That's a two-folded answer. You want the save answer or the unsaved answer? <laughs> Tammy, I'm going to lose you and let you go because no. I got to get Chris. Because Pastor Chris got the band. He's holding the band back. But after you, Pastor Chris don't give us some realness. So go ahead on whatever no. you got to say. We listen. <laughs> Unsafe side, I don't want you anyway. Because if I'm doing the same thing you're doing, guess what? We two peas in the pot, so it ain't going to work no way, okay? Now, safe side, now light has been shed abroad. Now I have to extend that same grace. So can I handle what I gave to you, even though what you're going to give me is going to be 12 times worse because God said mm-hmm. I have to reap what I sow, and he didn't say it was going to mm-hmm. be exactly what I sow, but I have to reap what I sow. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a choice but to handle it because when I was doing it to you, I wanted you to handle it. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have a choice but to handle it. Yeah, it, but it gets tough, though. So, Pastor Chris, I'm going to lose you. <laughs> it oh. gets tough. So, thank you, Sister Tammy. Pastor Chris? <laughs> Pastor Chris, are you there? Yeah. He, he must yeah, be. I'm here. Okay, I'm go here. ahead, sir. I'm here. Go I'm ahead. Sorry about that. 
I was on mute. Okay. I'm sitting here running my mouth. Anyway, no <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Now, Mm-mm. I'm before I learned some tools. See, this is marriage number three for me. I'm not gonna sit here and say I had all the Shandes and Hondes and all the blueprints. I had it all together. I was jacked up from the floor up. I had issues. And if when I started looking in the mirror, that's when I started making some changes on me. See, it's easy for us to throw in the towel when the other party's doing their dirt. But we got to look in the mirror and check ourselves. Because a lot of times, it's not the person. It's you. Uh Uh-oh. And the person is only reacting or they're actually walking their thing out because you, on the other end, trying to act like you got it all together. But in all actuality, the spouse is acting out what you already have in your heart. Uh Uh-oh. See, people don't want to hear that. See, sometimes we operate on what our spouses are actually saying if it's not verbal. Uh-oh. See, we, we, we working that thing out. We doing this and doing that. And, and then as soon as our spouse gets out of line or they doing stuff they have no business, even though I'm doing my dirt in the dark. Uh-oh. See, we don't want to talk about that either. We don't want to talk about that. See, we're both at fault. And what surprises me is that when we we met each other before Jesus, let's keep it real. Most of us met our spouses before Jesus. Now, when you add the equation of Jesus Christ in your relationship, all H-E-L-L hockey sticks will break loose. Oh, Pastor, you shouldn't have said that. But I'm going to speak the truth. See, this is the only way we're going to break chains. See, when we meet Christ and when he's in the middle and we still got our junk in a trunk, and I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spiritual stuff, stuff that you you didn't get over from Rashida and you didn't get over from Tyrone. Those things come together. And when you put it in the middle of the table, you don't want to have a buffet, sis. You want to run. I'm not trying to deal with this Negro's issues. I'm not trying to deal with this sister's issues. I'm not dealing with it. Well, guess what? Sometimes the thing that you're dealing with is coming out and acting out in your husband or vice versa. So what do we do? And this is where... The, the title of this show comes in. How do you love past the pain? Here's one answer. I'm not going to give it all away. But here's one answer. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Let me stop. I'm being quiet. This ain't my show. So I'm going to stop the band from going off. Back to you, sis. I'm done. 
Well, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm like that songwriter. It's getting hot in here, and I'm I'm not gonna finish the rest of that. But little buddy, you started this fire, so I hope you're a firefighter because it's time for you to put it out. You started this. Now you expound on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that Chris, uh, uh, Dr. Chris, yeah, he, he went there. He he went there like he he he. He took us back because you know that's the song. Say, I think I better call Tyrone. You know, but uh, <laughs> but all jokes aside, thank God that this is a birthday, and mm-hmm. and it's uh being being transparent. The answer is no, mm-hmm. because most of the time it's things that you do you don't like that you're doing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't have no control of it because you don't know what's going on in the inside of you because you just come into the knowledge of who you really are and what you're what you're what you're all about because we don't know who who we are until we uh, come to Christ. We have uh, preconceived ideas of how relationships supposed to be, how we're supposed to be because we don't know we don't know what we're supposed to do or who we are because He's the manufacturer of our soul and he created us with his purpose in mind. And it's just like we were talking about, you know, suffering, even suffering. The thing that, 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 that really blesses me is the scripture that says, Jesus learned that they obedience through things he suffered. Well, when we look at Jesus' life, how did he suffer through this? He suffered through the pain, uh, uh, like, like uh, Pastor Chris said, what tools are you giving a person to use? You know, one of the things that you have to go to God, and He have to He has to be the one to to help you. And you have to have a a real person that gonna tell you the truth about yourself, like you say. And it's gonna hurt, but you're gonna look at yourself. You have to, in the Word of God, make us look at ourselves in the mirror. We see the temples, we see the we see the wrinkles, we see all the different spots and blends and all this, so that we can go and and and, and clean them up. So when when a person is cheating or, or is lying or whatever they're doing to you, then there's something in you that God, I believe, is trying to get rid of as well. Mm-hmm. On the inside of you, right? And, and it's thing of what's going, what you're going through, that's going to bring birth out of you. And I often say this. You can't have a baby without pain. Amen. And it's a bloody mess. Your baby is your ministry. And it's through the pain that God is birthing out of ministry. Mm -hmm. He wants to bring a ministry out of you. Does it hurt? Yes. Do I want it? No. Because Mm -hmm. first of all, we have to see the big picture. And when Jesus is talking about going to the cross, I mean, going to the cross for what? Mm -hmm. But the big picture wasn't just the cross. It was everything. It was it was it was all of us that he saw. He saw he saw what we're doing. He saw. Look, if I can get to the cross, if I can die for their sin, if they know how much I, I can draw them in. He wasn't doing it for him. He was doing it for us. So when we suffer, it's not so much we're suffering for others for us, but we're suffering for others. 
The pain we go through is to give birth to the ministry that God wants to bring out of us. Mm. That's the one thing I learned about. That's so good. That's so good. So all of those nine months of adjustments that we make are rubbing our bellies and our back hurting and and, uh, the fact that people ask us a thousand times, what do you have and what do you want and do you know what you have? And you get irritated by that question and your belly is steady expanding. Now your nose done spread it. Now your neck black and you're just tired of being tired. You can't find no comfortable place in the bed to sleep and you're rolling over and you can't sleep on your stomach, but you're a stomach sleeper. And so you're uncomfortable and, and, mm-hmm. and all of those things bring you to that birthing room. And once you do that final push, and you hear that cry, and the doctor says, it's a boy, and all of that is erased the moment yes. you give birth, the moment mm-hmm. you give birth. And now you can now you can say, wow, I'm glad I did this. But during that process, you'd be like, can you just take this from me? Because I remember <laughs> one of my pregnancies, I wanted to abort, abort the child. I, I, I attempted three times to abort the child, and each time I could not do it. And last night, listening to um, a funeral service, mm. a young man preaching his dad's funeral, and he said something, my mouth was open. I was just, I floored by it. He said that, that they were having um, one of their children, I want to say it was the second child, it was him. Mm-hmm. His mother was pregnant with him. And uh, they, his dad was, was laid off of work. And they decided, his parents decided, let's abort this child ourselves and they agreed upon it the dad got a clothes hanger this is a true story it sounds like a sounds like a, a tv show but this is a true story the dad got a clothes hanger and bent it up so that he can insert this clothes hanger into this woman's womb and snatch this child out of her womb as she was three months pregnant and they, he bent down, and they attempted to do this. I believe, Tracy, I know you saw this. Did he attempt that thing three times? He said, Tracy? yeah, as he went to, as he went to, to do it. Yeah, two, it was two or three times, yes, ma'am. Yeah, he went, to, he went to do this procedure on his wife three times. And the last time, they looked at each other. The husband and wife looked at each other and knew that they were out of control, that that was not a good thing to do. And now this man preached his dad's funeral. How many of us are aborting the plans of God in our life because we're scared of the outcome of our decision? Now, dad was planting them seeds in mama's womb. She didn't just get pregnant because she got up and ate a cupcake. She got pregnant because of interaction of a man and his wife. And now you have a child in this woman's womb and life comes from God. And all of a sudden, now your, your light bulb has come on in your head. Now you're the smartest thing in the room. You feel like the answer to this thing is to abort. The devil is a lie. Quit aborting the plans of God. We see people in our lives hurting and we want to fix. But then we have to go back to the word of God. Where the word of God says, Jesus learned how to obey the things of God through the things that God allowed him to suffer. So we're suffering some things, and we need to learn obedience while we're suffering. And then we think, go back and think about the butterfly, the butterfly in the cocoon. 
And there's a there's a part of this process of being in the cocoon where he has to flex his wings and break out of the cocoon. And there was a child one day who saw the struggle of the butterfly trying to get out of his cocoon. And we know the story. And what, what the child decided, just like mom and dad was deciding for the man of God to abort him, I'm going to help and aid this butterfly to get out of this cocoon. So he took a stick and he ripped the cocoon. And the butterfly was free. But guess what? The butterfly was crippled. Because what was making the butterfly strong, God Almighty, help us today, Jesus, was the struggle that he was having to get out of the cocoon. And when the boy intercepted, stepped in the way, got out of line, and thought he was helping, he was preventing strength from being gained by the butterfly. Now the butterfly has a problem getting off the ground, but God designed him to fly. Anybody who wants some of that is welcome to it. Anybody who wants some of that is welcome to it. Is there a taker? Mm. No, Sister Tracy? No, Tammy? Nobody want any of that? I was trying to get off mute. I'm sorry. Le- yeah, listen. <laughs> Quit mute your phone. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> uh, um, it, it, that, is, that is so good because um, I like uh, Pastor Chris. I'm on my second marriage. And um, in the first marriage, the one I hadn't been marrying, because I knew the word of God. I knew how to pray. I knew how to, you know, ask God for, uh, to order my steps. But I mm-hmm. got in my flesh and, and uh, married this man and, and was getting ready to, to um, and, and divorced him. And so with the second husband, I'm on my second marriage and with the second husband, you know, you go through some things and you're like, I ain't putting up with that. You know, hmm. I can walk away, and I I, I'm, I can do bad by myself. I'm a whatever. And like we were saying in the last couple of weeks, when you when you go to God about the other person, God shows you you. And you use the example about the grapes being turned into wine. Well, I think about uh, a diamond. Without pressure, there is no diamond. So mm-hmm. you have to go through the press in order to come out as the jewel and the mm-hmm. gem that God wants you to be. I, um, when, you, when you said God has a sense of humor, um, after the divorce, God surrounded me with friends that were all married. Most of them were pastor's wives. And guess who they came mm. to for advisement? Guess who they came <laughs> to for counsel? You? Guess who they came to, <laughs> you know, for a while? Mm. I'm like, God... How did you ask me? I left that mm-hmm. joker. So mm-hmm. how you going to come to me? Mm-hmm. And to these women, for the ex-husband, other women were, you know, that, that's what he was doing on the side. But to these women, these married first ladies, the church was the other woman in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. God used little old me <laughs> to minister mm-hmm. to these women. And I am so blessed to say that, you know, of course, great friendships were grown, but I was able to pray these women through their difficulties Mm -hmm. and what they were going through Mm -hmm. in their marriages, and they're still married. So what I went through in my first marriage wasn't about me at all. It was never Mm -hmm. about me. 
it was mm-hmm. about the lives that I had to help along the way. So, so yeah, yeah. that's good. You know, you said something else on Facebook, and uh, it needs to come up, too. Uh, what was that last post you made about uh, knowing your worth? That fits right there. You remember that? I do. Um, it said, if you aren't being treated with love and respect, check your price tag. Maybe you've marked yourself down. It's My you Lord. who tells people what you're worth. Get off the clearance rack and get behind the glass where they keep the valuables. Yeah, you better go on. My Lord. Say what? How many of us have discounted ourselves simply because we don't really know who we are? We don't know the investment. Roberta talked about that investment, Christ coming to earth and, and being persecuted and beat and all of those things. He did it so that we could know our worth at the end of the day, that we could know how much he loved us at the end of the day. And when he talked about his love for us, he never said, I love you to the dollar store and back. That's what I always say. Some people say, I love you to the moon and back. I say, I love you to the dollar store and back. Because, you know, you got a dollar store in every corner. I ain't going that far for you. But, yeah, so he, when he tried to describe his love for us, the body of Christ, he said, I so love you. Now, who measures so love? We got some smart people. Brother John, you a smart guy. How much is so love? Is that a pound worth, a dollar worth? How much is that? Uh, I don't think we have enough money for. Okay, for that's, that's my point. Solar, we don't know how much solar is. Uh, uh, what I'm going to do, uh, Pastor Chris, I, I would like to have a song, and then a panel. We're going to come back because uh, you know we all we do this all for our, for our people, and we want to hear from the people and what they need from us. Uh, uh, radio audience, if you need prayer. If you need a conversation about something that's on your heart, we're here. We're here for you. And if we can't help you this week, we ask you to tune back in next week, and we'll try to have the answer to your question next week if we don't have it this week. But it's all about the people. And so we want to um, come back after the song. We want to hear from our callers, and we want to address any concerns that you have. And there is a prayer request that I have, uh, Sister Tammy. We'd love for you to take uh, 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 pray for Sister uh, Lucille and uh, her mother, Sister Dorothy Curry, when we come when uh, we get to the phone calls. So, Sister Tammy, you're on deck for prayer for us on today. Okay, Pastor Chris, give us a song. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe right now. TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on.
is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. All right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Pastor Chris, we're going to go to the uh, phone line and address any issues or concerns that we have on the line today. No problem. All right, Carlos, we will read the last four digits of your phone number. And if you're not going to make a comment, just please say I'm just listening, and we will move on to the next one. All right, first caller, 7970. 7970, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, caller. If you have your phone on mute, please unmute your phone. Perhaps you have your phone on mute. Okay, Pastor Chris. We'll move on. We will move on. Yes, ma'am. All right. 2985. 2985, you are live on the air. God bless you. Wonderful program. Enjoying everything I just heard. I have one uh, statement I'd like to just say. There are so many young people that are living like married people, and so many young people are living and hurting because they're getting the hurt from within the situation that they're in. And instead of them just walking out, they'll say, but I love them, but I love them. What do you say to those young people that are stuck in that situation because they don't feel good about themselves and they feel like, well, this person loved me when nobody else didn't, so they're taking that, that lust for love and calling it real love, and they're still in that triangle. How could you help them? Okay, thank you for the question. Uh, Sister Roberta, you'd like to have that? Oh, yes. Well, first of all, they don't know what love is, and they don't love themselves. So it's hard to to, to get a person out of a situation where they think they're being loved and don't know what love is. One of the things that um, until you bring them to the place to see, I think uh, it'll take time, it takes prayer, and and, and one of the things I, I really believe in counseling because if you've been mistreated and being abused, you need to know, you need to find out why am I allowing a person to treat me this way? Mm. And sometimes it's not uh, the answer's not going to come to the person close to you. You need an outsider to help you to deal with this thing because something inside of you, if a person being abused and, and and being mistreated and think it's love, something is wrong. That's true. That's good. That's good. Sister Tracy, did you want a piece of that? Um, I totally agree. Um, and it, it counseling is, is key because usually you accept less than your value and your worth when something has happened in your past to devalue you. So I think that's really good. Counseling is is excellent advice for that situation. Amen. 
Amen. Tiana, would you like to share on that? No, ma'am, I agree with what's been said. Amen. Uh, another caller, Pastor Chris? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, caller, for calling. Next caller, 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Sister Lucille, have you muted your phone? She's been having a little trouble with her phone. That's Sister Lucille. Sister Lucille, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? I hear you now, sweetie. Uh, This is Lake Curry and Lucille Priester. The only thing, uh, I'm enjoying the program and uh, the part she was talking about uh, watching somebody uh, hurt. A loved one suffer. A loved one suffer. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I've been there, and that's not a good feeling. And mm-hmm. uh, right now in the day, sometimes I don't think I'm over with. Because um, it's hard when somebody asks you to help them and they're sick. Then mm-hmm. you got to watch them die. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I could do is call it hot because people and uh, tell him what pain he was in. And my son went to get the phone, and uh, after the nurse heard how 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 his his uh, heartbeat was beating, she told me that I would have to try to get his uh, heartbeat down by giving him that stuff they give you before you die. Morphine. And morphine, and mm-hmm. that's that's a terrible feeling. That and I just had to keep giving it, giving it to to his heart, calm down. But that's a miserable feeling. I wouldn't wish that on no one. I just wanted to say that. Sister Lucille, we really enjoy having you and um, Sister Curry on with us. And today, um, I believe that is in order. I wanted Sister Tammy to pray for you. Sister Lucille has been a little um, ill, and she is mm-hmm. a caretaker. So, Sister Tammy, could you pray uh, uh, for Sister Lucille and Sister Dorothy Curry? That uh, she yes. would be healed in her body, and she's also seeking a second opinion. So we're asking for God to guide her in that uh, finding a second opinion, uh, Sister Tammy. Could you pray for her, please? Okay, absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, standing on behalf of Sister Lucille and her mother, Sister Priester. Yes. We thank you, Lord God, first for long life that you have blessed her mm-hmm. with on this earth. Thank you for Amen. the full of wisdom that she has that she's able yes. to bestow upon yes. all of these younger generations, God. We thank oh. you, Holy Spirit, most importantly for being the healer, being the comforter, God. We thank yes, you that God. even as we're talking about pain, we are bearing her pain, God, yes, because God. from her pain, she's drawn strength, even from calling in. So we thank you, Amen. Lord God, that she's strengthened today. We ask you to give her clarity in the decisions that she has to make and that she's faced with. We thank you in advance that Everything yes. comes back according to your word, according to your will, smooth sailing, God. We just honor and adore you for who you are, and we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Lucia, for calling, and know we enjoy having you all on the show every week. Okay, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Pastor Chris? 7991, 7991, you are live on the air. God bless you. Um, this is Jeanette Pontour. I'm enjoying the show. That's all I got. To... <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> Amen. Next caller, 2598. 
2598. You are live on the air. God bless you. I believe that's uh, 25. Yeah. Uh, you can go on. That's uh, that's my little sister. She don't she don't like to talk. So we'll go on. Okay. Welcome to. Uh, thank you for coming to the show, sis. Last caller, 0945, 0945, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hi, um, I enjoyed listening, first time listening, that's all I have to say, just enjoyed listening, I was blessed. Thank you. Amen. All right, Sister Lorraine, Sister Roberta, back to you. Thank you, uh, Pastor Chris. I have a, a, a guest that's in the house with me that has a lot to say in the background. So we're not going to turn it over to him and he can talk and expound a little bit upon um, all of these comments. When you, you was talking about, we don't see the pain we put on others. We just see the, you see our- Oh yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, I was, uh, what I was saying with her when, when she went off the air, uh, we can't see ourselves until somebody do to us what, we're doing to them. Then we see ourselves. You know, I, 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 I can remember when God started to show me myself. And what I saw, it was ugly. I mean, what I had did to other people, and it was horrible. But I couldn't see it. I thought it was just... <laughs> Just going through life, doing whatever, you know. But once God show you who you are, then that thing can start to change. Because you really can't see yourself until you start getting back what you what you gave out. So that was uh, the conversation while she was off there. <laughs> You know, and that that brings me to um, think about when I was a smoker, and uh, people used to get in my car and they would roll their window down, and I would get irritated by that. And I'd be like, "What are you doing? Come on, I can't stand this smoke. What smoke? Because I was a smoker, and and then after I didn't smoke anymore, and I would get in the car with people, it would be like, "Oh my God, is this what I was doing to people?" And then when I their smoke would be in my clothes, or or I, I my, my house smelled like an ashtray. Then I started establishing rules where well, you can't smoke in my house and you can't smoke in my car. <laughs> but before, when people had those rules, they, I was irritated by it. So he's right. We can't see ourselves until somebody shows us ourselves. And by that time, we're, holler, we're, we're yelling foul. Because now we're experiencing the pain for ourselves that we've placed on other people. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to do my housekeeping, and then I'm going to come back and... Each one of you will have ample time today to share whatever your uh, final thoughts are or whatever um, your takeaway is. And so we're, we're going to give you ample uh, time for that on today. We thank God for our callers, and we also thank God for our um, Facebook Live uh, listeners. But we would like to just honor uh, Sister Dorothy Curry, her caretakers, uh, Sister Shirley Allen, and we've already heard from Sister Lucille Priestess. Both of these are her daughters. Also, we'd like to uh, honor Sister Ella Priester and her two caretakers, Sister Rosalie Priester and Sister Leola Priester. And last but certainly not least, we'd like to honor Sister Eartha Lee Aaron, 
and her two caretakers, Sister Edna Moore and Sister Jeanette Pontoon, uh, 92, 95, and 96 years young. And I thank God for them. I thank God for them uh, sharing um, their time with us every Saturday. They could do a lot of things uh, with their time, but they come and they support us, uh, panel. And I think that that's just awesome and amazing to have them as our audience. Uh, they, they don't talk much, but just their presence. I intend to honor them uh, every chance I get. Uh, I'm going to go to um, Brother John. Brother John, as, as we come to a close, what would be your takeaway today? What would be something if, if you had to give the audience something that you felt like was important for them to take away from this conversation on today, what would that thing be? What I would give and try to share with them is think about who can separate us from the love of Christ, tribulation or distress, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger sword. Um, nothing can separate us from the love of God. We understand through this life, through this journey, um, we have ups, we have downs, but just continue, continue to trust and believe in God, and God will see you through. And one of my favorite songs I always like to, to think about is the song, I Won't Complain, when it says, hmm. have some good days, some, some bad days. Um, but all of my good days, I weigh the bad days, so I won't complain. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. it. As long as we continue to trust God, God will bring us to just continue to trust. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you, uh, Brother John. Brother John, you have children, and, and uh, if you had to give your son, and I think you have one daughter, if you had to give them advice on at least um, one thing, uh, what would you tell a young person that's listening to us today? that you wish you had uh, implemented in your life way, way uh, uh, long before you did? Something that you felt like would have prevented you from a lot of heartache and headache. What would you, what would you tell that young person on today, that young man that's listening to us today? The, the first thing I'd tell him for is then um, definitely get a relationship with, with God, with Christ, but, but definitely getting that word and, and, and start reading. Because a lot of pitfalls and different things that that happen um, to us, you know, forefathers, um, we find it in the Word of God. And if we if we see it, you know what I'm saying, and then when that um, situation presents itself, we'll be more equipped to handle it. Um, I had situations that I've seen uh, even in my life um, disagreement with a, with a supervisor, um, but the Word of God came to me after the disagreement was was done with. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things I'd like to share with them. Um, try to read, try to get around others that maybe can expound upon the word. Just equip yourself um, to be better prepared. Amen. Amen. Sister Tammy, as, as you uh, uh, give out the closing remarks, what is your takeaway? What is it, what is it you want to leave with the people? Well, for today, dealing with pain and knowing that we will experience pain, as the panel has said, throughout our life, as long as we're on this earth, as long as we're living. Give your pain to the one that bear it. And the one that bear it is Christ. If you believe or if you don't believe, he's the only one that can take the pain away, no matter what it may be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, love. 
Sister uh, Mayo, if you could share something that has has helped you uh, to endure your hardships like a good soldier, something that you could use as a tool to encourage those those people that um, I talked about earlier, the one that's, that's dealing with the spirit, the one that's dealing with the fighting. If you could give somebody something today that you believe has sustained your life, has kept you focused, what would that be? Um, I think that every time I've ever had high stress or I needed help, and even if I didn't want to speak on the help, I was always attached to a church, and that church was ministering to me in a way that spoke to my situation even when they didn't know what was going on. So I think the importance of being attached to a ministry and having a ministry that does speak to your heart, speak to your situation, even when they're not in the know, is very important because the times when I really wanted to act out of character or, and behave in a, you know, a bad way, I would go to church or I would hear a song as I was preparing for a church and that song would remind me to keep myself in, you know, in God's grace and not to go and act out of character as I would have done had I not been attached to God, for you know, for lack of better ways to put it. So I think that's important. And then I also think it's important to um, take heed to the advice that's given. I think sometimes we hear things like, Aunt Bird said today, write it down on paper, crumble it up, and toss it. And we like, oh, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. But the reality is most of the time if we would not consider something stupid and we would actually try it, we'll see how freeing it is to take heed to the counsel that's given even when it's uncomfortable. And so my mm. challenge would be for you to do the uncomfortable this week, whether that be to be quiet and be still or to write it down on that paper, crumble that paper and toss that paper. And maybe you got to pick it up and toss it a little further and stomp on it a little bit. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Taking that counsel and trying it before we discount it. I think that's important. You know, uh Tiana, um one of the one of the, the, the most thing the one of the things that I most admired about Roberta was her children's walk with God. And I want I want to tell you that to hear you speak with wisdom as a godly woman is encouraging to my heart on today. All a parent really ever wants, a real parent ever really wants for their children is for them to have a good life. And sometimes in trying to pass them out a good life, we error. And I thank God today, and I celebrate you, woman of God, because Roberta and I, transparency moment, we were in a cabin in Jackson, Mississippi, way back in the woods. And we was there because we were there for a, a conference. Roberta, you with me? <laughs> and we were way back in the woods in a cabin. And three young ladies fell in that cabin. They was full of liquor. And they said, where's that little old preacher y'all got us coming down here in these woods to see? Tracy, you on board? I might need some help, baby. Them, them three rascals fell up in that cabin. We all down there trying to say God, and we trying to be holy. And that joker, them jokers fell up in there. They were full of liquor. Probably had them been smoking weed. And one of them had a cigar in her mouth. They fell up in there telling where that little preacher at. 
And honey, come that Sunday, that little preacher started speaking into their life. Tears was everywhere. Wasn't no liquor on them then. And I ain't going to give away who it was. Hint, hint, hint. But yeah, God done did a work on that gang member right there. Jesus. <laughs> Fighting every week, going to jail, all kind of stuff. But my God, my God, my God. He has supplied her with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I thank God. So for those of you who have children that are wayward and look like the more you pray, the further away they go, I encourage you today as a mother of this woman of God, hold fast to what God tell you. If he tell you they're going to preach, they're going to preach. If he tell you they're going to prophesy, they're going to prophesy. I encourage this woman of God for many, many years to sing for the Lord. Mom want to sing. Mom want to sing. I looked up one Sunday, Sister Teresa. She was on the praise team, the praise team leader, the worship leader. I said, look at my God. And I thank God for you, Tiana. And I encourage you to continue to seek the Lord with your whole heart. And to outdo do anything you've ever seen me do, you go further. Sister Tracy, your final remarks, your words of encouragement, come any way you want to. It's your turn. Well, um, as it relates to the topic today, I had to learn that people have to go through. Everyone has a journey and they have to go through their trials and they have to go through their storms. Some of the storms they cooked up themselves in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there are certain things that we do outside of the will of God, which we talked about earlier. And then once we get in it and we're ready to change and we're ready to do things God's way, we want the people attached to us to change too. Mm-hmm. You, you cooked up that storm, so now you got to go through what comes with that storm. That's right. I also learned I'm not the Savior. God had to teach me. I can't save people. I'm not the Savior. I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. And my job, my assignment is to pray. My job and my assignment is to be there with open arms, with embrace for anyone that is hurting. That um, I have adult children now. And there's things that you share with them. You know, you try to give them good counsel, godly, financial, emotional. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they hear you and sometimes they don't. You try to tell them these things because you know what's on the other side of certain decisions because you've made them. So you try to prevent them from having to go down that hard road. But guess what? Ultimately, it's their choice. And when you make a choice, you have to stand for the consequences that come with that choice. Another thing is um, when I was going through um, and I had to go to counseling one of the things that I was taught to do was journal. When you journal, you're able to put things down in writing that you wouldn't necessarily tell someone face to face. Right now, I have volumes and volumes of journals from over the years. <laughs> and I go back to those things and I look at them and I see where God has brought me from. So, and there's so much hurt so much hurt and so much pain that's written down in those journals. But the blood of Jesus 
was the ointment that I needed for every hurt Damn. and every pain that I've ever gone through in life. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Uh, Sister Roberta, your final thoughts and your comment, uh, your advice. Uh, you mm-hmm. have you have ample time. It's just one thirty-seven, so take your time and and any if you want to bring up any of those other um, points that we we didn't get to, uh, you're welcome to do that. Those um, those areas that we as women uh, need uh, from our husbands, our spouses, our friends to feel secure. I, I don't know all of them. If you have them, it, it, you're welcome to add those if you like. Okay, thank you. It, it, this has been an awesome showing. One of the things that I, I want to go back to <clears throat> is pain. And we know that how the scripture says if you live godly, you're going to suffer suffer pain. That's a part mm-hmm. of it. that's a part of your journey. But one of the things we learn about pain is I use labor pains a lot because I can relate to it and women can relate to it. But the, when a woman is in labor and when the labor pain gets intense, but before I go there, the contraction opens up the canal so that the baby can be birthed. Mm-hmm. So the contractions are the pain that has to be so that 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 there can be the opening for the birth. So even in in our life, it's a spiritual birth. And when the pain get intense, and you want to give up on the label, like oh I can't do it, I can't push, I don't have enough, and that's when it's time for deliverance. That's when it's time that 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 you're ready to give birth. And sometimes you don't think you have it in you. You can't go on. But give that last push. And as you give that last push, here comes the the birth of the ministry. Hmm. And we don't understand. But one of the greatest things as believers that we must do is trust. Trust the God that called us. Trust the God that we're, we're believing in our what someone is telling us. So if you don't act on what's being said or done, it, it you know, faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. It's dead. You have to work this thing. You work if you work it. If you work it. Everyone on here has testified that they have to work. So, you know, they have, they have to do it in order to get the result. Yeah. And one of the things to a person that that's going through and you'll tell them uh, how to go through, you have to fall in love with Jesus. Hmm. Fall in love with Jesus. When you fall in love with Jesus, like John says, when you study, you get to know him. When you get to know him, you know that there is no failure in him. Amen. Even in the desert, even in the desert when there is no water, he somehow or another know how to bring water in dry places. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it, but he's, he's going to do it. When the storms of life come, and it seems like there's no way I'm out here, I'm out here, the rain is beating down on me, it's lightning and it's sun, but you can run into him and be safe. Amen. Jesus. He's our safety net. No matter what, He can save you 
He can comfort you. He can keep you. Even when you mess up, run for him. Because you know what? At the end of the day, when you run from him, he knows where you are. Mm-hmm. He knows where you are. And there's no hiding place, nowhere you can run to disappear from him or to not be where he's at. Because he's everywhere. So if you learn the lesson early, that even when I mess up, like he says, she had a church that she went to. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people that you think know about Christ. Even if they don't, you just get there because they know more than you know, because you think they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you get to be a He's the hope of glory. He is your hope. There is no other hope. Not outside of him. One of the things that he told us to he told us, he said, your life is hidden in Christ. Mm-hmm. So the only way I can find out who I am is I got to go to Christ because it's hidden. If it's hidden, I can't see it. I can't know it. So I have to go to right. him to find out who I am. And it's hidden in him. Take the time to let him teach you and tell you. Is it microwave? No. Is it no? Is where he wants to take you, how he wants to take you. First of all, you're not ready for microwave, microwave. And he has to take take you according to your faith. You can't go outside your faith. You might think I have this great faith, or I'm ready for it. But he says, when you're ready, I'll give you. I'll I'll add to you what you need. So trust him to know that he's giving me what I need. And things I don't understand, still trust him. Because we truly walk by faith, not by faith. Every one of us on here can test to this. Before we came to Christ, we had no idea we would be doing what we're doing today. That's right. But because of him, because he knew what was inside of us, brought us to who we really were. Through our pain, through our trials, through our tribulation. Through the, through, through the labor, it brought us every pain that you had, every labor pain, opened up the canal for the ministry to come forth. That's right. And that's why he tell us in all things, he didn't say in the good thing, he said all things, give thanks. Because it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He didn't say all things were good, but he said thank me in them. Because everything that you Everything you go through is My mind is on you It's for you, it's for your good It's for your betterment Let me tell you this And all this All the pain, all the agony All the defeat, you're not defeated Amen You're more than a conqueror Through him He said you're going to conquer this thing if it, if it wasn't anything to conquer, he said, not only are you going to conquer, but you're more than. I'm going to give you more than uh-huh. conquer. I'm going to give you much more than you thought you, you could handle. Why? Because you trust me. Because you allowed me to do what I needed to do to break you and to kill you so that I can leave. Uh-huh. We must decrease or he may increase. Amen. And that's what it's all about. It's decreasing, it's decreasing up so that he can increase. And my final thought, 
is in Isaiah 43:18. Isaiah 43:18 and 19. Remember not the things hmm. you went through. Nor consider the things of old. Stop, stop worrying about what you went through. Because he said, behold, stop, look, and listen. I'm going to do a new thing in you. My Lord. I'm going to do a new thing in you. And you know when he said he's going to do it? He said, now. Because faith is always now. Amen. Faith is always now. He said, it shall spring forth. He said, can't you see it? Don't you know it? He said, I will even make a water in the wilderness. I will make a way in the wilderness. I'm sorry, a way. And he said, I'll make a way. But he, then he turned around in the New Testament. He said, I am the way. He don't have to make it. He's, he's here. I'm the way. And I think sometimes we miss it because we say, God going to make a way. No, no, no. He said, I am the way, so come to me. I'm the way. The truth and the life. He said, I'm going to do it in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So it doesn't matter what you went through or even what you're going through. Stand up, hold your head up, lift your voice to him and give him glory and praise. Tell him thank you for all that I went through. It wasn't for me. But it's for those, the others that were coming after me. And I can minister and help to them. In closing, I'll give you a little of what my testimony. I was 16 years old and I got pregnant. I thought my life was over. I'm 16 years old and I got this beautiful family. My mom and dad, I hurt them, I crushed them. I don't know what to do. So all I could do is do what they taught me to do, trust God. Because now I'm pregnant. I got a baby. And I thought my life was over. But I want you to know, all those that are listening, that child that I gave birth to at 17 years old is the one that you've been listening to today. Mm Mm-hmm. That I thought was over. That has taken me somewhere all over the world Germany, different places in the world, Czechoslovakia, all over the world. The part of the, the sacrifice, remember, remember he said that the desert places he'll give you water? That was a desert. Hmm. It didn't look like nothing good was coming out of that. Right. But I was able to travel all over the world. Because of that desert place that I trust God in. Hmm. God was God was trying to bless me. But I didn't see it as a blessing. Right. I saw it as the end. So what you're going through is a blessing. Watch God bring the rivers in the desert places. Be blessed. Amen. Amen. Sister Tracy, would you pray for um, our listeners on today? Um, like we thought we forestated when we first began, it's so much hurt and devastation and pain and hopelessness in the land. 
and we want to just pray that people will not just get in the fetal position and wait on death to come or just think that, like Sister Roberta just shared, when she looked at the 16-year-old pregnancy, she saw a desert. She didn't see that there was water on the other side because in her where she was located, she could only see what was in front of her. But God had a future and a plan. And now you're here sharing ministry with your mom on this on this line. And it's, it's an awesome and an amazing feeling to have that happen. So we know that there are some hopeless people that are listening to us. There are some people that have deserts. And would you pray, please, for those people and address them in the name of Jesus? Amen, amen. Let's go before the throne. Father God, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. We come with kindred spirits, the Lord. We come humble. We come with a spirit of expectancy. Because, Lord, we know when we come to you that you hear our prayer. And, Lord, we come touching and agreeing now in the name of Jesus. On behalf of every listener, the Lord, we thank you for granting their heart's request, the Lord. We thank you, the Lord, for being their hope. We thank you, the Lord, for being their fortress. Thank you for being their redeemer, dear God. Wherever they are in their walk, we ask that you would walk beside them. We ask that they will feel your presence, dear God. Thank you for reminding them that you would never leave them nor forsake them. We thank you, the Lord, for being the living water in their lives. Thank you for saturating them with the Spirit of God. We pray now in Jesus' name that every scheme that the enemy thought he devised is canceled now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, the Lord, for being the lamp unto their feet and teaching them, the Lord, how to trust you and how to wait on you. Lord, thank you for embracing them, dear Lord, and for allowing them to feel your embrace, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, dear Lord, that they're dying to self. And I thank you that the Holy Ghost is rising up and living big within them now. I thank you, dear God, for their very life, dear Lord. I thank you for the impact that their lives have on other lives, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord that everything they do is for your glory and that it will not be in vain. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, dear Lord, because we know that you are the answer to every hurt. You are the answer to every pain. And we thank you, dear God, that we can come to you. We can cast our cares on you. And we thank you that when we cast them, we can leave them there because we know they're in good hands. Thank you, dear Lord, for being everything that you are in our lives. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray and ask these blessings. Amen. 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 Pastor Chris, we're going to give you these last eight minutes to share your final thoughts, and you can play us out the song. I want to thank um, the panel for coming today with our subject matter. I invite you all uh, to come back on next Saturday to the buffet where we will discuss uh, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, uh, I invite you all to come back uh, for that discussion and for that sharing. Uh, Pastor Chris, you have the last eight minutes, and you can take us out with song. Thank you, everyone. God bless you all. Amen. Well, I just wanted to express one thing. 
It's easy to blame someone else for your problems. So the main thing we need to focus on is our own issues. Once we are able to go through the baggage of what we carry, it'll be easier for us to either be patient in situations or be able to guide the other person through their stuff. Because again, whether they like you or not in the moment, we are watching each other. And if we see that our spouse can change throughout all the stuff we've been through, then we can change. The blueprint is in the relationship. And once you realize that Jesus is more than just a religion, more than just a song, more than just the work you do in your local assembly, and when you realize that he's been there through the whole time, I guarantee you he will bless your life. So, family, that's my take. We God bless you. Thank you so much for listening on Facebook Live. We are now doing it. Every time a show is on the air, please like our page, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, or just type in TPV Radio on Facebook. Like the page, follow us. Also go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. Join us, subscribe, and you can get an instant email on everything going on TPV. And TPV Radio has again been considered for the 2021 Stellar Award. So God is good. So anyway, we're going to go out with this one. Blessings on Blessings, the remix. So be blessed, family. See you next Saturday at Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. God bless you. Just look at me. Just look at me. Don't hate. Take it up with God. He did Just look at me. Just look at me. Just look at me. Humble is the way. Stay low. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. Praises go up. The blessings come back down. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. The lower you get, the more God's gonna bless you. Step, 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 step up. Back stand still, matter of fact. Everywhere you look, you got a blessing on the way. Step up. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.